0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2, on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Now, as I mentioned, there is that uh, Global News Hour uh, town hall meeting that is happening tonight, 630 to 7, with Premier John Horgan. You will hear it right here on CKNW, and I'm sure there's lots of questions that are going to be coming. And for more on all those questions, we're joined now by Richard Zussman, our global news reporter in Victoria. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, Simi. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. I, though, was not out at one of the beaches on the weekend, which seems yeah. to be quite the hot topic.
1: Yeah, it sure does, and I think the the photos are jarring for anyone listening that hasn't seen them. That would be a surprise to me. I think uh, it was a beautiful uh, May day in Vancouver and in Victoria and many parts of the province, and people went out to enjoy them, and uh, the beaches, some of them were very, very busy, and That's not hugely surprising. The park board says they issued uh, more than 1,000 warnings to people who were not maintaining their physical distance. But Dr. Bonnie Henry says, you know, she saw the pictures. She felt it herself here in Victoria and wasn't that concerned about it. She thought she most people were giving themselves distance. I think this is really a big part of the province's strategy to use that honey approach rather than the vinegar approach to continue to encourage people to abide by those rules, to continue for people to stay in their tight social circles until May 19th. But, you know, it's going to be one of those challenges to me going forward as we get into the summer and we keep seeing those numbers, you know, another single digit day of increases of COVID-19 cases, which really, you know, makes you feel that we have this virus under control and that that curve is totally leveled out and the risk keeps going down, the spread of the virus. And so with all of that being said, people are going to want to go outside and enjoy the outdoors. And so it's one of those things that, you know, the approach from the province will continue to be pretty consistent. You know, do what's right, do what's best for British Columbians. Minister Mike Farnworth has alluded to potentially uh, introducing some sort of punishment, but I think we're a while away from that, uh, especially considering... You know, we've seen these cases before, people at the beaches, and it didn't lead to a wild increase in COVID 19 cases. So it will be something, obviously, Dr. Bonnie Henry will be watching very closely.
0: Right. Well, maybe with this weather, we can keep people indoors and watching more TV, like some sports, perhaps. I don't, yeah. I don't know about you, Richard, but I, have, I have been enjoying these kind of classic hockey games that they've been showing on TV. Uh, last night was the 1988 Stanley Cup Final, Edmonton Oilers and the Boston Bruins. Great, okay. Except, you know, I've got children who look at that and go, "Is this what sports used to look like when you watched it on TV?" Because none of it is like HD or 4K or anything like right. that. <laughs> right? They're like, "Wow, people actually watch this? That's unreal." Uh, but I understand that the Premier is speaking to the NHL Commissioner today.
1: He is. He'll be chatting with Gary Bettman. And this follows up a a letter that was exchanged last week. Uh, Premier Horgan sent uh, Gary Bettman a letter last week. Uh, You can check out uh, that on our website if you need a refresher around. uh, BC willing to host NHL games if the NHL decides to return. Uh, I've also seen a letter uh, to the NHLPA, the union, suggesting again that Vancouver is the perfect hosting spot. Not only uh, is COVID-19... Uh, under control here for now you know that's one of those things that continues to be debated but also that vancouver can host a lot of events but you know bad news for fans this would not be played in front of fans they would be pay- played in front of empty arenas what the proposal seems to be from the nhl and there hasn't been a decision yet is that a number of teams would move to different sites uh in north america and play out uh the regular season potentially or just go to the playoffs. And it would be like those players aren't even in your city. They would be sequestered in a hotel, uh, likely with their loved ones and team staff, and then ushered to arenas on which Vancouver has a number that could host NHL games. Uh, And then the games would be played there and the athletes would be brought back to their hotels. You wouldn't really get a sense that they're in the city, but it would allow people, like you said, to watch it on TV and potentially see the end of the season. So the conversation today likely will be sort of, yes, we're interested. The NHL will say, yeah, we're working on it and uh, potentially discuss what sort of protocols would need to be followed. But a lot of that would take some very careful planning from health officials Very careful planning around what would potentially happen if there was a player or a staff that uh, contracted COVID-19 during the games going on. There would be issues with the border, obviously, with the borders closed now for all but essential travel. How would athletes get back to Canada and and how would they deal with that 14-day isolation period? A lot of questions that still need to be answered, but there are steps being taken here for return of hockey uh, this summer. Uh, that would finish the season and people would be able to enjoy that on television and see if this Canucks team can put it all together.
0: Listen, I think that goes a long way towards keeping people in their houses. You know? Yeah, I, I think so too. And it, and it's something,
1: you know, you may have one or two friends over for a barbecue. That's okay. Uh, and the beverage of your choice, and that all falls within the rules. And it would be a very different feeling of watching the Canucks. You know, you don't go down to the bar or the restaurant. You obviously don't go to the arena but there is a way to enjoy each other's company and uh, watch some hockey because I think, like you said, people are missing that. The other yeah. one is the, the Last Dance, that show about Michael Jordan. Oh, so that good. It's been fantastic. So <laughs> but good. It, it doesn't replace the real thing.
0: It, and you don't have to be a basketball fan to watch this. I've been saying this over and over and over again. I just watched the next two episodes um, yesterday. It's only one more week, which is so sad. I feel yes, like I it agree. could go on forever. It's so good. Uh, let's also talk about school because keeping kids interested and engaged has been a huge challenge for parents like you, Richard, uh, as well. What's the word on that? Yeah,
1: so uh we're getting a clearer sense of what this plan's going to look like and it's something the province is working very closely uh with the districts on. Uh there's going to be a voluntary return to school for those K to 5 uh in-class instruction. For those older, there will be an option for some in-class, but most of it will remain virtual uh classes will be split so half the class that decides to go back would go back on monday and wednesday the other half would go back tuesday thursday and the start date is interesting as well the province has settled on a return to school on either may 25th or june 1st and depends on the district it could vary and it's all going to be uh part of a consideration by health officials dr Bonnie henry and her team must sign off on the return to school some districts, based on the number of cases in their community, could go back on May 25th. Others will go back on June 1st. We're going to get more formal details on that on um, some point soon from Premier John Horgan and Education Minister Rob Fleming. Uh, but there is a, a greater picture of what it looks like. The BCTF still has some lingering questions around whether teachers will have the right PPE Uh, Whether teachers will be required to continue the virtual learning and in-class learning at the same time, that uh, is a big, big challenge. And then the other big question mark is what happens, again, if someone is sick in school? You know, we know that there's going to be these health checks where kids and staff are asked every single day, how are you feeling? But if somebody gets sick in school, what is the protocol going to be, especially if their parent is back at work and the situation will be handled a little bit differently, obviously, than... A normal sick day situation uh, before COVID nineteen.
0: Right. Okay. So there's that that is coming up, and as well, just one more note too about the border situation. BC is adamant about this. Uh, we were talking about this earlier with um, Michael Couture in Ottawa as well. Uh, nobody here doesn't seems to want the border open. No, and the deadline
1: for that restriction is is coming to a close, and there could be pressure on the other side of the border to ease those restrictions. And uh, Premier John Horgan has been constantly pushing the Prime Minister not to reopen those borders at this point. And there's no timeline at all of when those borders Uh, may reopen in terms of satisfaction for British Columbia. So it's going to be something to watch as BC continues to say, we can't have those borders open. We don't want tourism flooding into this province. We don't want visitors coming. We want this to continue to be essential travel only. But Dr. Henry uh, acknowledged yesterday that uh, reunifying some families that could be split by the border is a priority, but mass travel is something that B.C. is not interested at this point and likely will not be interested in for a long time.
0: All right, Richard, thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks, Amy.
0: That is Richard Zespin, our global news reporter in Victoria, uh, talking about all sorts of different issues there.